Hey everyone, thanks for joining. Today, I will be speaking with Jonathan Gottman, partner at Nelson and Mullins. Um, it helps for this episode because Jonathan is a legit genius in this area, um, but we're gonna start with the basics, just estate planning 101, trusts, wills, the differences, all of those things. The thought for the day, make sure your plan is up to date. Uh, listen through this, get a quick refresher, it's only 15 minutes, but Jonathan is gonna break down the basics and make sure that you understand what's going on. The action that you can take on the end is to make sure that your holes are plugged. Because I know 50% of people just by the numbers don't have anything in place. And at the end of the day, you're working hard to create a lot of wealth, but this is the foundation. If you've got this in place, things are gonna go where you want them to go and you're going to actually make sure that it goes in the most tax efficient way possible. If you've got nothing in place, uh, it's gonna take longer. And in all likelihood, the government's gonna end up with a larger portion than you would probably want. Because if you're like most people, you want them to receive as little as possible. But if you do nothing, they're gonna get as much as you can possibly give. So take a listen, make sure your holes are plugged, take that action, and if you need some help, we're here to help. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you just take a quick moment and introduce yourself to all the people listening to us? Sure. I'm Jonathan Gottman. Uh, thank you very much for, uh, for inviting me to your uh, podcast today. Uh, I'm a uh, trust and estates lawyer who represents ultra high net worth individuals. Um, do, uh, I've been practicing now for 30 years, 31 years. Um, practice at a very large firm. Uh, my practice is global. I represent people who live all over the United States and all over the world. Uh, and it's my job to help people, uh, wealthy individuals, transfer wealth and, uh, and save as much as they can in taxes, both income tax and estate tax. Super. So let's, get, let's just get into it. I wanted to do a real quick flyover on estate planning. And I know we could go a lot of different directions, but I think this is a really good foundational conversation. Um, so just in a, you know, a couple sentences, tell me exactly what estate planning means to you. Sure. This is really on a 30,000 foot level because you could talk about estate planning for hours and hours. And there's so many different sub or sub areas of estate planning, but it really is an orderly, well thought out uh, approach to transferring your assets and structuring your estate to uh, maximize the value that you pass on to your family. Uh, it also um, is a way of holding your assets so that you reduce your current tax liability, income tax liability, as you're accumulating wealth. And, um, and also, um, also uh, hold your assets in the most prudent possible to protect them from the claims of potential creditors. Right. And does it, you know, I, I know a lot of people think, all right, I'm going to do my estate plan so when I die it goes to the people I wanted to go to, um, when do you think is an ideal time to really begin the process? There, there never is an ideal time. Every client is is different. It's how you feel as an individual when that time is is right. Um, if we could get people right at the time where they start accumulating wealth, that would be the perfect time. Unfortunately, that that never happens for 
a variety of reasons because at the time you start accumulating your wealth, typically you're not wealthy, so you're not going to engage sophisticated counsel. So it's it's someone's needs change over time, and that's why you know everyone's definition of when to start is, is a little bit different. Um, in today's world, uh, we have the concept of an entrepreneur, and an entrepreneur takes a business and builds it, and then sells it, and then starts again. Um, you know, so perhaps you know the optimal time is coming to us when you're starting again. Uh, sometimes people come to us in the middle of a cycle, you know, especially with family-owned businesses that pass from generation to generation. And um, you know, and the sooner we can start, the quicker we can start saving you and your family taxes, both the state and gift tax and and uh, and income tax. And uh, you know, everyone's um, you know the, the the tax that impacts everyone the most building wealth is not so much the estate and gift tax, um, but because uh, there's a little bit more control uh, over the timing of what taxes can, you know, or, or when those taxes are going to be incurred, or those taxes are often thought of in the, in the case of a death tax or a state tax as something that's going to happen in the future. But the income tax is what bites most people, uh, uh, most people currently. And that, that's the one that, uh, that we, we tend as an industry not to focus on as much, and we should be focusing more on the income tax. So I know there's usually a deterrent that people have they think is it going to take too long or I don't know what to expect. So just high level, what, how long does the typical engagement at a very beginning level take? Beginning level, you, you could be done inside of a, inside of a few days. Um, we're not here to... Uh, to make your life difficult, we're here to facilitate uh, what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and for many people, that means a minimal amount of contact. Uh, and again, a lot of things can be done by email. A lot of things can be done over the phone, uh, and it can be a, a very minimalized process if that's what you want. For wealthy clients who typically tend to be our clients for many decades, um, the process is a bit more detailed, uh, and and that's one of the unfortunate sides of, of what we do. So, you know, it really is up to the client if they're, you know, if, if they're not, um, if they don't want us to be hands-on, the process can certainly be minimized. Many of our clients, because of the benefits that we can bring to the table and, and, and the benefits that our planning produces, want, want us to be more, more of an integral part of their life for a variety of reasons. Uh, you know, but unfortunately, that that does come with a cost, and uh, both in terms of time and in, in integrating and dealing with us, and it also comes with a with a cost of, of additional fee. You know, again, it's it's we we consider this process for many of our clients to be more of an investment than a um, than the payment of a fee, because if we can reduce your tax liability by 10, 20, 30 percent on an annual basis, that, that should be thought of as more investment than a fee. I mean, you, you become an investment tool at that point. And I know maybe not for this episode, but in a future one, we'll definitely talk about some of those strategies as well, because they're, they're very valuable. Um, but just, just from like a, you know, base level estate plan, you know, what, what can people do to make this process a little easier on themselves? Um, have the information that we need available to us uh, in a collated format. So you know who your family is, you know who you want to benefit, whether it's your spouse and descendants, grandkids, you know pretty much how much in your mind 
you would like to get to them, whether it's charity, whether it's a mistress or a girlfriend. Um, and we simply need that information. Uh, and you can give it to us up front. It's our job to tell you the best way to accomplish the objective of gifting or passing on that wealth or transferring it. And, uh, and you know, there's going to be a number of issues that you haven't thought of that we've thought of because we've seen these situations time and time again over the last, for me, over the last three decades or more. Um, so, uh, you know, to that extent, you know, as long as you have that information in your head, you have it written down, you have a general idea of what you want to do, that's going to make my life easier and that, that's going to make the process move much faster. Also, if you have existing documents and make copies of those documents and send them to us, that's going to be very helpful as well. If you have, um, um, if you have information on your businesses, if you have a financial statement or some, you know, some document that shows us in detail your assets and how they're owned, that would also be very helpful to us in advising you. And that, that's going to uh, minimize the amount of time that we have to spend, you have to spend, you know, interacting with us. So that given the, that being the case, I know there's a lot of do it do-it-yourselfers out there, what's the difference between engaging a firm like yours and then saying, I just want to do it myself and doing it through LegalZoom? Are there any, take, take me through the difference between both of those options. Yeah, I can only give you my, my limited experience in, in, the, in, in this area where, where you're talking about dealing with a company like LegalZoom. Um, and <clears throat> we're, we're probably not a good fit. If you, if you think that you can accomplish your objectives on LegalZoom, you know, we're, we're probably not going to be a good fit for you. Now, what you think and what actually happens may be something that's very different. I've had some clients that um, over the years that have come in with documents that they drafted on LegalZoom. Uh, and again, th these are typically individuals or ultra high net worth clients, 20 plus million. And, you know, and in each of those situations, um, I can promise you that those documents did not accomplish the client's objectives, not even close to accomplishing the client's objectives. So, um, so being asked a question either, you know, online or by a computer program um, does not always um, produce a result that you might not like. There, there's not there's not enough information being exchanged, process, and typically the documents are are simplistic. Um, Whenever I've seen documents drafted without the assistance of a competent lawyer, um, it usually produces more legal work in the end. It usually produces legal work in the form of not accomplishing your objectives and leaving the series with, uh, with serious issues to contend with, or it, um, or it produces a significant amount of litigation because you tr you're trying to do things and you're uh, doing them in the, uh, in the most efficient manner. Sometimes it's not jurisdiction specific because how we do things in Florida may be very different from the ways in other states. And um, and you have to take those into account in drafting documents and formulating as a state plan. Um, and often is the, and again, I, I want to be very careful because I don't have a significant amount of experience in this space, but what I've found in the limited situations that I've seen is even engage in with counsel that's recommended on those websites in a limited manner the individuals that are typically associated with those websites or at part of those networks are not as competent or experienced uh, in the area. And I want to be careful the way I'm using the word competency because I typically have not had any interaction with those individuals. But what I've seen 
is again the experience level that or that those individuals have is just not up to what we would typically recommend for someone that's a, that has an ultra high net worth. I love it because you're you're you really kind of hit on two points. One is just understanding the full situation, asking those detailed questions, and really sometimes they're difficult questions, and you have to ask them. And you have to get that information out to truly give someone the best advice, which I think is you can't do as a computer. Um, but then also you coupled that with sometimes you don't even know a question to ask. So you may have answered every question to the fullness that you can, but you left out some really important details that make it make a difference depending on states and jurisdictions like that. I think it's super important to have a professional. Oftentimes they make a critical difference. And, um, and I've, I've, in every case that I've been brought in to review either uh, uh, clients that have used online platforms such as LegalZoom or gone to the stationery store and taken the, the will or suggested form will out, I've, I've always seen substantial problems. Is there ever a time when it makes sense to not have a plan? Only if you could look at the state statute. We, we, if you don't have a plan, your property will pass by intestacy. Uh, and that's a state form of a will that the, that the state legislature and the governor who signed that law has provided for you. And again, it, it goes to the same issues that I've just discussed with, um, with you on LegalZoom and asking the right questions. Oftentimes, you, you, you know that if you advise, a, if a client is engaged counsel, I still have not come across a situation where what the law would provide for in lieu of you having a will drafted and you directed or a trust, um, you, you're, you're typically not going to have an end result that um, that would be beneficial to your to your to the people that would take under those documents and, and under under state law and oftentimes that might be the same people that you intend to benefit uh, maybe not in the same proportions um, but probably not in the way that you would have wanted them to take your estate for a variety of, of reasons that would that would come up in the estate planning process and then i guess you know as, as we're getting kind of here towards the 15 minute mark like how often when someone sets up a plan, should they look to update it once it's been completed? We generally tell the family to reconsider their, um, to reconsider their estate plans once every five years, uh, unless there's changes in the tax law. And right now we've seen a lot of changes in the tax law <clears throat> over the last several years. So, you know, that, that may dictate looking at revisiting your estate plan more often. Um, we're, we do complicated estate planning. Probably you want to revisit it on, on, on an annual basis. Uh, we do family meetings with, with clients. I mean, I, I know the expectation if you're doing those complex plans is to really, you know, keep an eye on it because it makes a big difference. And it is a tool almost like investments are. Um, but I want to thank you for your time. I know we're, get, we're here at the 15-minute mark, but I want to just make a quick disclaimer. Um, you've introduced me to some great people at your firm. You do fantastic work from an estate plan standpoint. Um, but I've had certain clients you know, utilize your firm for other things as well, and um, all with excellent results. So thank you very much for being an awesome partner. Um, thank you and your firm for, for being an awesome partner to, to our clients and all that we do. I look forward to talking to you soon, Jonathan. My pleasure.